0: I'm so excited to bring you today's expert hour with Casey DeGuardia, a fearless yet incredibly kind movement and meditation facilitator, Reiki practitioner, and holistic healer. In the spirit of scaling empathy, Casey is going to help us look inward and show ourselves some love with a reflective meditation. It's a type of meta meditation, which I thought was perfect for these challenging times. I hope that you use it and return to it whenever you need a dose of self-empathy and compassion. Casey's approach to yoga involves a powerful fusion of both the spiritual and anatomical aspects of the practice. She holds two 200 plus hour certifications and too many more trainings to name here. I'm really lucky to have her based right across the street from me in Philadelphia, but her website, caseydegardia.com, that's K-A-C-E-Y-D-E-G-U-A-R-D-I-A, I will put that in the show notes, Um, has all of her virtual offerings for wherever you are. In her words, Casey's invitation is this. If you're interested in creating a new relationship with your body and discovering your potential through movement, meditation, and energy healing, I'm ready to support you while you bloom. And I can tell you, I fully attest to all of that.
1: Welcome, Casey. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. So
0: I want to tell you how I met Casey, which was at my gym where I went in thinking that I was gonna try a less serious or potent meditation class and I couldn't have been more mistaken in a good way. So Casey kind of immediately struck me. She takes risks in a loving way and she really moves people in unexpected ways. And something that I instantly loved about her is that she makes the assumption that everyone who, who is there is ready for some sort of transformation. A lot of surprises in our classes. So uh, for instance, transforming your relationship to food by mindfully eating chocolate in the class. Yes, we actually, we did that, right? Um, Sitting face-to-face with another person you don't know for several minutes, holding their gaze while Casey reminds us that we're all going through the same emotional landscape of experiences, and that is incredibly intense. An amazing exercise. And the thing that really got me to extend the invitation was that she had said on more than one occasion that we're all more alike than we are different. And, you know, since the time I'd been coming to the class, uh, I, I felt a connection. But when she kept saying that, which is really the underlying intention of in kind to raise issues and emotions and experiences to this species level, so we are all really much more alike than we are different, I knew I had to invite her. So I'm really grateful that she's here to share an incredibly intimate and timely, I think, meditation with you today so we can think of this as another tool to help cultivate empathy for yourself and for others. And uh, just say a note that if you wanna skip directly to the meditation in the future, if you're gonna come back and do this um, again and again, which of course I would suggest, then it's at minute 13. Casey, let's first chat a little bit about the state of the nation as it were, because we recorded June 22nd and we're well into when the world is still wrangling with COVID-19 and the US in particular with uh, racial issues. They've taken center stage With Black Lives Matter, police brutality, and we just a few days ago had Juneteenth or Freedom Day to mark the end of slavery in America. So, Casey, um, welcome again. And let's talk a bit about how you've been managing.
1: How's your emotional state? Julie, thank you so much. It really comes down to this uh, simple concept, which is how we engage with ourselves is how we engage with the world. And we've seen this reflected back to us starting with COVID when. You know, we're sitting in our homes alone, just face to face with ourselves, our vices, our values, um, all the way to the state of the world where we are right now, which is the movement of Black Lives Matter and uh, the dismantling of white supremacy. And so before we go any further, I'd love to just make a quick disclaimer. I'm not an expert on race, and I'm always in a state of learning and studentship. So I acknowledge that by bringing up the subject of race, I'm in a way centering whiteness and the white experience in this conversation. So that felt important to acknowledge. And um, my experience with navigating what it means to reflect on my own beliefs and where these beliefs were developed, if they're even mine, or if I choose to want to continue to subscribe to them has been a process that has helped me to stay grounded and anchored and uh, move through what we've all been moving through. So this ability to be able to sit with my own grief, with my own shame and guilt that comes up. And so often I think what happens is if we don't know how to ride the waves of these emotions, then we're quicker to walk away or turn away when we're being asked to really reflect on ways we're causing harm or the impact we're having. So in that way, this uh, meditation practice has been such an anchor and so grounding for me as we explore our blind spots.
0: Yeah. That's such a good point. I, I, I refer to this, I I pretty much think I say this quote every episode, but it's okay because I, (laughs) I believe in it so strongly, but you know, the, the, um, success in life, the one about success in life is determined by the number of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have. And I think it's really important to have those internal conversations with yourself too. I don't think any of what's been going on for the last four months or so has been comfortable or certainly we have no roadmap um, for parts of it, for the disease part. And uh, we've, we've been, as you said, blind, blind to the roadmap for the, the racial discussions for so much, so many years overdue that it's, you know, it's time for everyone to sit with their thoughts around that. And not that this meditation has to go there. It can go anywhere, of course, that it will go anywhere that that it chooses to. But I think the concept of reflection and, and understanding yourself so that you can better show up for others is a huge intention of of the podcast in general. And I I've been really waiting to bring you on as you know because um I think during this particular time it's uh we we think of going to others first but sometimes you really need to go to yourself first. So if if you can ground first and get some literal as we're going to do t- today reflection of of what's going on with you as as a human and as part of the collective then i feel that you can be better prepared to give to others
1: yes what i love about what you just said is i'm i'm hearing almost like this bridge of self and other and i can't emphasize enough how important it is to take that moment to take that pause to check in and ask ourselves as my teacher, Kobe Klausowski would say, what is the impact that we're having? Because we are having an impact 100% of the time. And I've noticed throughout this journey, specifically with the Black Lives Matter movement, are these moments of wanting to to point the finger to to identify and uh, speak upon everything that's wrong externally, And in those moments, there's usually work that needs to be done internally. So I'll notice uh, this disconnect, this sense of this lack of compassion. And when I take that extra moment in the morning to sit with, to welcome all parts of my own experience, I notice how that that has this ripple effect in how I engage with others. Mm -hmm. So it really starts with where we are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's reciprocal. I think that's that's what I say about the nature of um the intention of the podcast, which is self other empathy. You you hit it on the head. That's exactly what it is. It's reciprocal. And so we we need to work on building that reciprocity. Like so, you know, improving yourself can only do better for other people. And so so this is another way to really get a good look and I wanted you to talk about what kind of meditation we'll be doing. Can you talk about the style?
1: Yeah, the meditation we'll be doing is a form of meta meditation or loving kindness. And uh, the importance of this style of meditation is to help us strengthen our relationship with compassion simply by starting with ourselves and where we are.
0: Okay, Uh, I love that. So how do you think it works into this idea of Self, other, empathy. How does it help develop
1: empathy and compassion? I think so often when we engage with ourselves, and uh, speaking from my own experience, the habitual tendency is to speak upon our flaws or to speak from um, to speak from an experience that might have come from an unhealed trauma from our childhood and so to view to be able to rewrite that story simply by um, taking the time to dive deep to sit with whatever it is that's coming up and to welcome really any emotion um, within that is the ability to invite in the sense of radical acceptance and then to Be able to see through a clearer lens, which also helps how we engage with others as well.
0: Are there any variations? So you know, we're starting to be less at home right now, but still, a lot of us are home. Yeah,
1: this meditation that we'll be exploring is actually very powerful if, um, when done with a partner. So you could sit with a partner and just repeat this mantra. And again, my teacher Kobe um, Kozaski, just to honor. The teachings that she has uh, inspired, inspired me. Um, just the simple mantra of "just like me, just like me." This person is just like me. Um, you could do this meditation with a pet. You could do this meditation walking down the street and just looking into the eyes of a stranger and thinking, you know, "just like me, just like me, just like me." Do you think it would work over even uh, Zoom? I think if the intention is there. It it could really work in any form. I think I think it absolutely could work over a Zoom call.
0: Awesome. So I wanted to say that uh, while few of us are driving around too much yet these days, uh, if you are driving, please wait until you can get to a spot where you have uninterrupted time to yourself. And the only um, prop that you need, am I correct in this, is a mirror. And so I have a handheld mirror, um, just because all my equipment is in a different room, but I would prefer as we did in your class to sit in front of one where I can see my body just as well as my face. So what, what do you have? Where do you recommend that people situate themselves?
1: I definitely recommend a, a mirror that will allow you to see your full body as we will. Um, you'll see why, when we dive into the meditation and any space that, um, For this meditation, particularly where there won't be any distractions and where you feel like you can fully drop into yourself and all parts of you, because emotions might come up during this meditation. Mm, Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, you might want to get some tissues nearby too, (laughs) just in case. If you would like to go situate yourself now, you can pause this and um, find yourself whatever kind of mirror you have. And a quiet spot and come back and join us. I would like to end the meditation or end the podcast episode when the meditation ends. So we won't be coming back after uh, you finish the meditation. All right, Casey, I'm gonna hand it over to you.
1: All right, so start by coming to a comfortable seat where you can sit tall. And you might allow the eyes to close as we center, as we land. And as you allow the eyes to close, let there be a softness between the eyebrows, behind the eyelids. You might let the hands be heavy and feel what's in contact with the floor. Start by noticing what's present. So often in meditation, we're told to focus solely on the breath as our gateway in, but that might not be the path for you. So notice where your attention is instinctively drawn. It could be to a sensation of tingling or tightness or temperature, hot or cold. Perhaps you're noticing the sounds in the room, or maybe it is the the rhythms, the fluctuations of each breath. What is delighting your senses? Now, allow your attention to be drawn to the breath. Without the need to fix or change anything about it, just letting it be as it organically is. Simple act of observing the breath. What would it look like, feel like for you to soften into this moment? Soften into the breath. To be open to where this journey takes you. might it look like to notice resistance when it shows up and to welcome all parts of you to this experience. If your eyes are closed, go ahead and blink your eyes open and find yourself looking into your own eyes into your reflection. You might start by looking into your eyes as if it's the first time you've ever done so. You might notice the uniqueness of the shape of your eyes, the color. What is the first thing your awareness is drawn to? Notice if the tendency is to pick at any perceived flaws or any subtle ways resistance might present itself. look into your eyes and see someone who is nothing short of worthy of love, of experiencing joy, of living by their most empowered, authentic self. As you hold your gaze, you might look into your eyes as someone who loves you would. might invite in a mantra that feels true to you, whether it's, I love myself. I accept myself. I appreciate all parts of myself. Oftentimes, it's the mantra that feels the most resistant. It's usually the one to explore. see yourself as nothing short of perfect, nothing short of absolutely whole and complete. Holding your own gaze, I'll offer a few mantras, and the invitation is to take any of that land for you. I forgive myself. Freedom is my birthright. Joy is my birthright. I forgive myself. Freedom is my birthright. Joy is my birthright. You might come back to the rhythm of your breathing. And if it feels safe for you, allow the eyes to close, maintaining that softness in the shoulders and the hands. With your eyes closed, you might repeat these mantras. I forgive myself. Freedom is my birthright. Joy is my birthright. And a profound practice could be simply repeating these mantras each morning until you embody them, until you fully believe them. You might bring your hands in front of or on top of anywhere that feels like your center. and knowing that resistance is simply a tool, it's simply a piece of data for you to collect. And knowing that this practice of meditation is not like riding a bike, but more like surfing the wave. So we learn these tools, these techniques, but what we find out in the ocean can change day to day being able to ride with that. So maintaining this softness, this sense of gentleness, you might bow your chin towards your chest in acknowledgement of your willingness to show up, to dive deep and to explore your inner teacher and your inner student. Thank you so much for joining me for this meditation.